With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice and my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code clink at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Housewives of True Crime. 
It looks like you have a sweatshirt. Is it still cold as balls over there in the California? Yes, it's still cold and gloomy. Stop rubbing it in. (laughs) No, I put out like uh, my beach decor. You know, I changed my pillows. I'm bringing in summertime energy Mm. into my casa because it's going to warm up, right? It better. It better for your sake. Or you can just come to Texas. But if you guys want to see us, we are on YouTube now. So you can check us out there at Housewives of True Crime. And also, I wanted to just tell everybody that hasn't joined us on Patreon or bonus yet that we do do an extra episode every Thursday. So check us out there. That's one extra way to support us and get another crime in once a month. Gretchy just did a real good one last week. Um, so on on somebody famous, famously beautiful also. Did you forget her name? Betty Page. No, Betty Page. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, I oh, think... maybe she stopped. Ginkgo biloba. No. Not that bad. No, I'm drinking my prime. It's giving me my caffeinated energy. Oh, you and your energies. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you this last week, and I was in California, you know that, because I had a bat mitzvah to go to. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't know, it's a, a big party for Jewish children that turn 13. And some people do it like real up. And this over the top, bigger than your wedding. It's a thing. Yeah. Yes. And this particular child's bat mitzvah was, I mean, I, <laughs> so much bigger than my wedding. It was so amazing. But I was in line for this cotton candy. They had these little stations and they had this cotton candy station for, you know, figured cotton candy, kind of like the stuff that I'm looking forward to getting in Japan. Mm. And Kaden was like, I want one. And, you know, these are all 13 year olds. And my 11 year old is small. He's a small 11 year old. So he is miniature compared to these other kids there. So he is just getting cut on like everybody's cutting in front of him. So I walk up and he's like, mom, can you stand here with me so that we can get the cotton candy? Dude, this fucking line, like all these kids just kept cutting in front of me. And I am just, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to keep my cool because I'm like, I was invited and this is really nice. And I yeah, it's one of those situations. It's not like you're at an amusement park where you can just be like, Uh, excuse me, but I believe the line starts back here. Like, you know, you got to play it cool. You never know who somebody is. They'll be like, it's my cousin's bat mitzvah, bitch. I got a VIP fast pass. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that is exactly my thought process. And then even some freaking bitch adult gets in front of me. Like, and she totally knows. She just like looks at me. She doesn't give a shit. And I'm like, and then at this point, I've been standing there for an hour. I'm not even joking you. And I'm like, okay, my feet are starting to really hurt. Yeah. And I'm getting a little pissed. So this, these two little boys walk up and they're about my daughter's age, you know, 13. And they're like, oh, we were, we were here. We were, we were right here. And I was like, oh, I'm like, no, you weren't. Tell to the no. I was like, I've, I've been here for an over an hour. And so I know everybody that's been in this line. And I was like, and I know you weren't in this line. And he goes, no, 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 we were here. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, okay. It's like, listen, if you in your heart can say that you were here and you can go to bed tonight and feel good with yourself, 
then step right in front of me. I was like, but if you're going to go to bed tonight and regret your decision about lying and knowing you're cutting in front of a 10 year old, then at a holy party, it's a holy party, right? It's like, a you know, yeah, it's a religious party. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) And he goes, I think I'll go to the back of the line. I was like, oh, that's good. I thought the little shit was going to still cut. Oh, there was one. So the the moral one that was in front, uh, he was like, I'm going to go to the back of the line. And the other little kid was like, no, we were here. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they both ended up going <laughs> to the back of the line or at least behind me. All right. So, yeah, that was uh, everybody was they thought it, my story was so funny. I was like, well, dude, it's a good way to like. Come on, Gage. Come on, kids. Yes. Yeah, come on, and kids. Like, okay, I know. Which one of you got? I'll know who's going to date my daughter. The one that has the moral compass. Right. The other one, take a hike. Take a hike. Oh. All right. Well, how am I looking today? Do I look good? Because I went good. to the Department of Motor Vehicles today. Yeah, I got my hair did yesterday. And so it was good. It was good timing. But my driver's license is going to expire tomorrow. So I really had to take care of that. And um, I had to take a picture. Yes. And did they let you smile? Yeah, they let me smile. I still lied about my weight. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that my weight used to be on the driver's license. It was like my goal weight. And then I actually surpassed that at one point, you know? Yeah. And there was a minute where I was really skinny, you guys, when my kids were in strollers and they let me walk them everywhere. So then I was skinnier than the weight I lied about on my driver's license. And so that used to piss me off. But I continued with that weight. Now it's again, my goal. It's your goal weight. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't let me smile with teeth. You're de- I think that this is a win for California versus Texas. I mean, I actually got in and out of there without an appointment and I got the real ID within a half hour. That's amazing. It's because people don't know that you could do that, I think. I had all my documents. I read the website correctly. I had to bring my damn marriage certificate. Yeah, it's a situation. I didn't know. Yeah, to prove. Can't you just look at my ID? You have my thumbprint. Need my marriage certificate? (laughs) But okay. Get everything. Yeah. All right. All right. I have a crime or you have a crime? I have a crime. Okay, good. Because... Because you don't I mean, have one. I, I have one I'm working on, but um, I could give you a little oh, snippet. I was like, oh, you shit. Are... <laughs> like, Not week. You need some more vitamins. Yes, dude. Or maybe you overdose on vitamins. Tab actually is a very big vitamin fan. I actually got rid of all my vitamins recently and just am taking some like guts supplement health and I haven't even been good about taking it. So I probably need to restart my vitamin trend. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope everybody out there took their vitamins today because this case is a little, it has a lot of moving parts. I tried to simplify. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This week's case is a listener suggestion from Christine Pranks. I feel like, Christine, I feel like you've suggested cases before. Yeah. And I like that last name, by the way. I kind of think that you've got to be real funny having that last name. Well, yeah. Her name is actually like Christine Federhoff Franks. 
You know, okay. she's got her maiden name mm-hmm. up there. I feel like clearly she gets us. I mean, if we've used, you know, more than one. Right. Yeah. I So keep them coming, girl. Listen, there are people that get us. And then there are people that aren't. Right. That give us bad reviews. So if you haven't given us a review, oh please do so. Question is going to kill me for asking. But. Fueling the fire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I also would like to shout out listener Krista Valentine because she commented on Christine's suggestion and said it was a good one. Oh, so, good. So we'll thank you both. Multiple. Yeah. Okay. That counts, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So today's case begins with the love story of two crazy kids in Connecticut, George Smith and Jennifer Hagel. These two had everything in the world going for them in 2005. For one, they are both really good looking people. They, they look like Ken and Barbie. So, you know, go them. They were very newly wed and had just had a lavish wedding in Newport, Connecticut, where George's family has a summer house. Sounds bougie, right? It does sound bougie, man. Uh Uh-huh. Summer house. George had plans to take over his family's upscale liquor store. He was 26 and had earned a business degree and planned on leveling the family business up, get it online, stuff like that. That was all, you know, remember 2005. That was a new way to be. Mm-hmm. As for Jennifer, she was going to start a new job as a teacher in the fall. But for now, they didn't have a care in the world because they were on a $10,000 luxury Mediterranean cruise for their honeymoon. They had settled into the cruise life routine, disembarking for sightseeing during the day, then coming back on board for dinner, and then it's on to the casino and the discotheque. Sounds dreamy. I've never been on a big cruise cruise like that. Yeah. Well, it was dreamy until it wasn't. On July 4th, George and Jennifer spent a wonderful day together in Mykonos, Greece. Have you been there? Mm -hmm. Um, I did go to Greece last summer, but I didn't make it to, wait, did I go to Mykonos? I think you went went to to Santorini. Santorini. Yeah. I think I did go to Mykonos also for maybe a hot skip and a jump, but it's a, it's definitely for couples only. I would not suggest taking your children to Greece. It's just not, or maybe if Athens or something, but like on those islands, there's not a lot for them to do. Mm. Okay, well, when George and Jennifer were there, they ran into a celebrity. Okay, a celebrity that was really happening at the time. Tara Reid. Remember her? Yeah. American Pie and everything. Okay. She's a hot mess. George got a pic. Okay, well, stop it. I'm going to tell you. Okay. George got a picture with her. You know, Tara is someone you don't really hear about anymore. And she used to be all over the tabloids. I believe Tab just called her a hot mess. Things like that. I don't let go. I mean, I hear a name I haven't heard in a while. I got to look them up. Well, I did. And she did have a rough go of it for a few years. But I just want to report she's looking healthy and has a couple of films coming out. So congrats on the comeback, Tara. Oh, that's good. Okay. I mean, I just remember the tabloid situation going on. Well, she's all grown up now. Okay, so back to George and Jen after their day of fun in the sun in Greece. It wrapped up with their usual routine, which again was dinner on board, then the casino, 
where they congregated with a group of young men they had become friendly with on the ship. There was some drinking going on, as you can imagine, but what was being drunk was an interesting choice. George had smuggled a bottle of absinthe on board. Okay. Absinthe, Mm -hmm. I have not partaken in. Have you? No, but it was available in Greece. Like it was like a thing. Uh, Yeah. But it's supposedly, remember, the only thing I know about it is that's what they drank in Moulin Rouge, the movie. And then they kind of like hallucinated. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Uh, They say you don't really hallucinate on it. I don't. Okay, here's here's the thing. Okay, I haven't partaken and, and I'm a partaker. Here's why it's not appealing to me. It's it's made from wormwood oil and fennel. And other stuff that tastes like butt. Shit. Okay. Yeah, I don't. And it's 90 to 148 proof, which means it's like fire in your mouth. And I'm just not into like butt tasting fire. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like, like 151 21. with Jägermeister. Like yeah. vomit. Okay. I hated Jägermeister, but I still did it. We did it. We did it all the time. I don't know why we did. It's so gross. We never liked it. No. And there's that other one that that starts with an S that tastes like black licorice. It's also so disgusting. What? There's Ferne Branca, which is like that, or uh, Goldschlager. No, I like Goldschlager. (sighs) It's called like, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I'll I'll, I'll look it up. Okay. Well, George was taking shots of the absinthe with his new boat buddies. Now, this was probably not the best choice for George because he had some anxiety issues, which is very common. And he had been addressing them with his doctor who prescribed him Zoloff and Clonezepan. So although we know that George took his prescriptions responsibly... I don't think it's a stretch to imagine the amplified effects of mixing pills with all the booze could have left him not thinking clearly. Okay. So real quick. Yes. It's called Sambuca. Oh, Sambuca. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they say that absinthe tastes like Sambuca also. So oh, okay. Well, I actually don't hate like Sambuca. That. Really? Yeah. It's like the black licorice taste. Yuck. I didn't say I liked it. I just don't hate it. Okay. Well, then maybe you would like, shit, another spider just dropped down. I swear to you, this little place that I'm recording, there's so many spiders. Okay. Go ahead. All right. We're talking. Maybe he took his meds and alcohol doesn't mix very well with them. So maybe he's not thinking clearly. I mean, I'm just saying that because he was heard talking about having a lot of money in his cabin by various passengers. And, you know, if you have a lot of money, really in any situation, it's a good idea to keep a low profile about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, George wasn't. Some people say they heard him say he had $14,000 in his cabin. Some people say they heard him say $50,000. Why would you take that much cash? Yeah, it could have been wedding money. It could have been casino weddings. We don't we don't really we don't really know. Right. Okay. Even a couple of Ken and Barbies on their honeymoon can start tripping on each other when there is an excess of alcohol involved, right? Truth. Yes. And there was an altercation between the honeymooners. It started when witnesses saw the assistant casino manager getting a little too close for comfort with Jennifer at the casino. 
And then when Jennifer and George and the group of young men they had befriended took the party to the disco, the two were seen sitting closely together on the couch again. George called Jennifer a name, which she did not appreciate. And so she kneed him in the balls so hard he dropped to the floor. Oh, my God. Okay, that's... Have you ever done that to... No, I have never kneed my husband (laughs) in the balls. No, but I have certainly... Wanted to? Sure. Angry at him when an excess of alcohol was involved. Yes. Mostly it's the Uh, other way around, though, in truth. Yeah, true. Okay. Jennifer, after that, the kneeing, Jennifer left the disco and a witness says the casino manager followed, but he denies that happened. A crew member rode the elevator with Jennifer and watched her exit and head in the opposite direction of her cabin. At 3.30 a.m., approximately 20 minutes after Jennifer left the disco, the disco closed. And since George was so intoxicated at this point, his new boat friends helped him to his cabin. When he got there, Jennifer was not there. The group of men went looking for her for 30 minutes and then returned George to his cabin. According to the four men, they got George to bed and left and that was all but the passengers in George's neighboring cabins would disagree. At 4.05 a.m., George's neighbor, who happened to be a vacationing police officer, was awoken by what he thought sounded like a drinking game turned into an argument. He also said it sounded like furniture was being moved. So he called security. The neighbors on the opposite side recalled being woken up by a loud noise and a horrendous sounding thud. Well, security did not arrive at the cabin until 4.30 a.m. What they reported seeing was teens just leaving. So they just figured, you know, party was over. And so they did not further investigate, even though the police officer in the neighboring cabin, you know, popped out his head and told them, you guys better get in there because that room is trashed. The police officer says at this point, he saw three young men leaving in the hall. And this is an important point because according to the group of young men, all four of them left at the same time. But he saw three and you would think he's a police officer. So he like, I think he takes good notes. Yeah. Okay. The group of young men say they ordered After they left George, they ordered room service and they even took pictures of the feast that they ordered. They do have a time stamped picture from like, you know, digital camera or whatever of said feast, but the ship has no record of their room service order. So, I mean, I'm just telling you that because we're just noting it's like, it's a little sus. Okay. Wouldn't they have an order number? Well, yeah, the ship keeps a record of everything that is ordered. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's certainly possible to take an order and have someone not write it down or whatever, but it just, it's strange. Yeah. Okay. So around the same time, the men would have been, you know, eating all of their room service, 4.45 a.m. And Jennifer was found asleep in the hallway. The crew members that found her intoxicated and passed out put her in a wheelchair and took her back to her cabin. When they arrived, there was no sign of George. The crew members reported that she told them that sometimes 
he sleeps in friends' cabins. I mean, that's that doesn't make sense on your honeymoon, right? <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense in, on your honeymoon. And they are not really there with any friends. Right, right. It's just people they so met. So is yeah. she just still so wasted? that? Well, she like... denies even making the statement, but she doesn't even remember being wheeled back at all. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like she could just be totally out of it. And maybe she was drinking the absinthe too and like hallucinating. Well, maybe, but she doesn't remember drinking absinthe that night despite George taking shots. Okay. Okay. I mean, but I mean, we could, I'm, what we could gather is that she wasn't that worried about George being there because clearly she went back to sleep. So at that point, she's not concerned. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a grown man. Yeah. Well, at 730... That morning, a teenage girl spotted a huge pool of blood on the ship's deck below Jennifer and George's cabin, and she took a picture of it. Other passengers also began to spot the blood, and the crew was alerted. At this point, they begin going from cabin to cabin, accounting for the passengers in the blood spot vicinity. When they went to George and Jennifer's cabin, no one was there. So they paged them. They found Jennifer at the spa where she had arrived in the same dress she was wearing the night before an hour and a half early for the massage she had booked. First of all, I think I can't believe you could be out until three o'clock in the morning and arrive at the spa at 8 a.m. I would have missed that appointment, right? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. do shit like that. Yeah. (laughs) But an hour and a half early sounds real weird. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. I don't get anywhere an hour and a half early. I don't even get anywhere early at all. So yeah. And the wearing the same dress, I mean, is like, that's weird too. Yeah. Yeah. So they informed her, her husband, George was missing and there was cause to believe he was overboard. Jennifer oh. was in shock after given the news and was visibly devastated. You know, I mean, it's unimaginable. Okay, but wait, I just was thinking, sometimes they say get there early so you could use all the spa services, like the sauna and the, you know, all that shit. Okay. That they have in there. So I guess that, like some people spend, they get one massage, but they spend like all day at the spa. That's true. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe... Maybe she just couldn't. I don't like spas, so that wouldn't be me. You have to be quiet. (laughs) So true. Yeah. What? You have to be quiet. You know, they always want you to be quiet. Yeah, they do. They got mad at me the other day when I I don't like to be quiet. Yeah. Like your guys are too loud. And I don't like people touching me. So it's not my thing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. They asked Jennifer to recount the night and she informed them that She had been with the four young men at the casino, her and George, but she has no memory of the night after the casino. So the ship's next port was Turkey. So Turkish officials boarded the boat and examined George and Jennifer's room. There were two small drops of blood, like really small, on the bed, and there was a bloody handprint on the rail. They questioned the four young men who Jennifer had said she, you know, they'd been hanging out with, who all said the last time they saw George, he was in bed about to go to sleep. They decided the cause of death was accidental. They concluded George likely fell over while he was outside smoking a cigar. 
Dude, those guys pushed him overboard and stole his money. Right. Did they find any money? No, they didn't. Okay. So yes, this is going to blow your mind how it was all handled. Okay. Jennifer was taken to a clean cabin and told she could shower and was given some comfortable clothes from the cruise line. Jennifer and the cruise line have differing points of view of how her treatment was during this difficult situation. Jennifer says she was not allowed to call George's parents. They disagree. She was, though, able to call her parents, who were then given the task to call George's family. Jennifer says that the cruise line packed up her things haphazardly, and then she was left in Turkey with no money, no plane ticket, no hotel, nothing. Not even left like to get back on the boat to go wherever she was supposed to go. Mm-mm. Holy shit, dude. Her father was able to like wire her money and arrange a plane ticket for her. And she managed to get back to Connecticut. Meanwhile, back on the ship, the police officer was blown away by the fact that the room that he was sure was a crime scene based on what he had heard the night before was not being treated like one. People were in and out of it, and it was cleaned and cleared in no time. Dude. Yeah. Back in the U.S., the story had broke. And, you know, it's it's one of those stories that caught on. This beautiful all-American couple on their honeymoon, and the husband goes overboard, and the wife doesn't remember what happened. And she kicked him in the balls before. Yeah. I mean, there was all different passengers that had had experiences with them telling, you know, all their varying stories, mm-hmm. right? Some of them had the ball story. A lo- some passengers were like, they seemed so in love. They were so nice. I can't imagine. They didn't seem that drunk, you know? But it's like you're encountered with all these different people, right? Yeah. So the cruise line tried to basically kill the story and they were just insinuating it was po- it was a possible suicide or a tragic accident because you know it's real bad for business to have murders be happening on board what cruise line was it i don't you all can look it up but i don't want to say okay you know what else is bad for business sexual what? assaults 2 days oh. after george went missing an 18 year old girl reported being sexually assaulted by the group of four young men on the boat stop it where were these guys from also america or they were from america um three of them were like russian immigrants okay okay and one of them is from here actually lives not too far from me. Okay. Okay. The girl reported the, you know, sexual assault by the group of men on the boat. They denied the encounter was non-consensual and they were never charged in relation to that incident, but they were all kicked off the boat in Naples. As the story was dominating the headlines, George's parents boarded a plane. They went to the Greek island of Samos I might be saying that wrong, maybe Samos, which was the closest place to where George could have swam at the time he went overboard. They checked the hospital, handed out flyers on the island, and they chartered a boat and went looking for their son. But eventually they had to accept that he was taken by the sea and they weren't going to find him. How sad, though, right? Awful. Awful. But 
you know, they were bound and determined to find out what happened, even if they weren't going to find his body. They wanted answers from the cruise line. They wanted all the information that they had, you know, show us the logs. But the cruise line was not into turning over their records. Georgia's sister, her name is Bree. She's a real ball buster and an attorney. And so she was not about to let them get away with withholding shit. She enlisted the help of their local representative and she contacted the FBI. So it's complicated when crimes happen on board and especially in 2005 because maritime laws are different. It's complicated. Trust me on that one. Okay. Yeah. And it depends which country may or may not get involved depending on where the boat is at the time. And it also depends on where the boat deems its home port is. This boat is flagged the Bahamas. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, have you checked out Rocketan yet? Because Rocketan is where it's at. It's my go-to way to save on top of sales. That's why Rocketan is the smartest way to shop and the most rewarding way to save because members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rocketan is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop at online like Saks Fifth, Macy's, Best Buy. You know, we are already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay Rocketan a commission for sending them shoppers and Rocketan shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rocketan has over 17 million members saving and Rocketan members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back, y'all. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rocketan.com or get the Rocketan app to start saving today and your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it 
sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful 
clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve genius you'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again refills start at just 225 blue land is trusted in over 1 million homes including mine y'all when i received my first shipment of blue land i was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense it's so easy you just Drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. What George's family learned was that the cruise line did not have to actually report to anyone. They did not have to report to the U.S. authorities, and they didn't even have to notify family members in the event of a missing passenger. Stop it. Yeah. They also learned that the cruise lines are a real force to be reckoned with, as in a $35 billion a year industry that has been going, you know, largely unregulated. And it sounds like they liked it that way. (laughs) Why not? They don't have to, they can have all this shit happen and no, nothing. And you can right. imagine why it was, why they would want it to just go away. Right. Okay. While they were still, I mean, let me just say, I, you know, worked on not anything like a cruise ship, but like a, like a smaller vessel and was on a boat when a passenger died. And you would think everyone would want to, you know, go home. Well, we left it up to the passengers and even some of this person's family was on the boat. No, they don't want to quit their vacation. They want to keep going. Really? Yeah, really. Did they, how did they take the, um, the dead passenger off the boat? Helicopter. Okay. So, and then it was like, let's just keep so I can just imagine. Business and so that was usual? like 35 passengers, the boat I was on. I mean, this is, yeah. you know, thousands of people. It's like 2,500. I think it's 2,500 people were on the boat. It's like a floating city. All those people still want to go vacay. They're well, like, they we got to keep this all, moving. They all paid $10,000 too. And they don't know who George is. So, I mean, you can understand at that point, a 35 passenger crew is kind of a little more intimate. Everybody has met each other. So if something devastating and everybody on yours, everybody's doing the same thing, you know, you're all diving. And so once a tragedy happens, I would think it would be more tragic um, for everybody. But on a floating sea of, you know, cruise ship, But also the cruise lines have insurance for that. I mean, they could send everybody off in Italy, get them a hotel and send them home. I I don't know if it is, but I can, I can just say if it was my loved one, you would want that to happen, but you can see why it didn't. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So while the Smith family was full steam ahead on their mission to 
get answers about what had happened to George, their relationship with Jennifer soured. They were angry with her. They were not buying that she couldn't remember what happened, and they weren't thrilled she had come home so quickly. They also say that she told them the FBI told her that she couldn't discuss it with them anymore, and the FBI told them, like, no, we we didn't actually say that. They also say that she told them that she did not want to testify in any civil suit and that didn't sit well with them either because why wouldn't she want to testify, you know, in the hopes of getting answers? Yeah, that's weird. Well, the other thing that I am imagining came into play is that Jennifer is actually pretty stoic. I've watched a lot of interviews with her and she just she doesn't show a lot of emotion. George's parents and sister, on the other hand, are very emotional people. Uh, Jennifer's lack of emotion definitely plays a role in why the story made headlines for so long. Because, you know, that compiled with her claim to not remember anything left people to speculate. You know, she's just that way because she knows something and she's just not saying it. I will say, I don't know if she knows more for sure or not. I mean, I'll give you my thoughts kind of when we get into more stuff at the end, but I think it's possible that she was just kind of an immature, spoiled girl. She was so young and so cute and had not been through enough life to march down to the Turkish embassy and demand they get the FBI involved and hold the boat like the Smith family would have liked her to. She didn't know what to do. No, in the face of a devastating situation, she called her daddy and went home because she's that girl. I don't blame her for that. (laughs) You know? How, How old was she? 24. Real cute. I just looked her up. She is real cute. Yeah. And he, George. Real real cute. Yeah, real cute. Okay. So the Smith family did have to put their hard feelings aside and align themselves with Jennifer because she was the exeter of or executor of George's estate. And they wanted to sue the cruise line for wrongful death with her. The Smiths have stated that their entire motivation for doing this was to be able to depose witnesses like the four young men and get the records from the cruise line and get the answers they deserve and justice for George. So they had an arrangement with Jennifer to move forward with this. But aside from the lawsuit, you know, they're not speaking to her. Well, Jennifer had decided that she needed to do some image cleanup. So she got a publicist and she went on Oprah. The pictures the media had been showing of her up until this point were like her wedding snaps and her in her bikini on her honeymoon. And so it definitely helped change public opinion of her when she lost the spray tan and toned down her look and sat down with Oprah and Gail in a real classy suit to give her side of the story. Okay. She said she believed it was possible that her and George were drugged and that it's been torture for her to not remember anything. She doesn't remember kneeing George in the balls in the club, but acknowledged that it could have happened. And how terrible is that? That that is what she has to live with now, her last interaction with him. She also says that she showed up at the spa early because the time zones kept changing and she sucks at keeping track of them. Like, I sort of get that, too. Yeah. 
She said she felt her fallout with George's family was because of misplaced anger and she would trade places with George if she could, but she can't, you know, and she's real sorry that they lost their only son. Dude, by the way, she might have been dead also if she didn't get in an argument with him and walk away. True, true. Right. Because I mean, it tell you the possible theories, but I we don't know. We still don't know what happened. Right. Well, Jennifer sat down with the president of the cruise line on this Oprah episode and the two went at it. OK, Jennifer showed some cojones I, that I you would not think she had in her. She was like, what the fuck? Is it policy to leave someone in a foreign country after their loved one goes missing? And he kept saying, we disagree with how you were treated, Jennifer. He's like talking down to her. And mm-hmm. he says, because she's a pretty girl. Yeah. He's said, we did the best we could. And I was no, told you did have someone stay with you. And Jennifer was like, no, it was not like that. You didn't actually do shit for me. Someone brought me magazines and a sedative. And by the way, you rushed to judgment and didn't preserve a crime scene. You know, that would have been the least you could have done too, not clean up the room. Yeah, right. Right. Because you could have gotten which he denies happened, all but kinds of shit. yes, they could have at least closed it off until they were back in port, right? Yeah. He denies that, but there are so many witnesses that say, oh no, it was cleaned up and done with, right? Yeah. So who are you gonna believe? Right. He tried saying that the Turkish authorities did a full forensic investigation. Which, again, is like bullshit. I mean, they left like on time that evening, you know? Yeah. So after and then Jennifer lays into him telling him, you know, all that sucks. But you know what else sucks? After I got home, I received a bar bill in the mail. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? So Oprah and Gail actually kind of like step in and like guide this man by telling him, we think what you're trying to say is you're sorry your company fell short at the worst possible moment in her life. And you are also real sorry she lost her damn husband on her honeymoon. And the least you could have done was buy her a plane ticket. And he did agree. (laughs) But... Worst customer service ever. He's real lucky he had Oprah and Gail there to help him. Okay. Oh my but God. It did. He did agree and, you know, attempt to give Jennifer like a real sincere, you know, apology. But I mean, I thought it still came off like he didn't give a shit about anything except for attempting to restore the cruise line's reputation in the interest of selling cruises because. This story breaking did correlate with a significant decline in business for them. I can imagine. Yeah. So remember, all this is happening while Jennifer is still, you know, aligned with George's family for the civil suit they have going on against the cruise line. Well, turns out her agreement to align herself with George's parents wasn't actually happening. After that meeting on Oprah, where she met the president, she started meeting with him without lawyers in secret locations. Like Meeting with who? The president of the cruise line. Why? She met with him in like an airport hangar to hash out the settlement. No, girl. I, that's, that's unethical, I'm thinking. 
right? Yeah, you can't do that. And without lawyers. <laughs> that president of that company is like an idiot too. But I mean, come on. Yeah. Okay. So the little uh, meanings were a closely guarded secret for a while. Now, remember I told you they had, the Smith family had enlisted the help of their local representative. Well, because the member of Congress that was helping the Smith family was on the Security Council, he decided to investigate the lack of accountability the cruise lines had, and he held congressional hearings in regards to it. It was a real big deal, okay? The Mm -hmm. Smiths and Jennifer all prepared statements at the hearings, as well as like other victims of cruise line crimes. And the outcome of, is something we should all actually be like real thankful for, which is that the cruise lines have to report crimes on boards to American agencies when it involves, you know, American citizens. Um, I read a lot about crimes on boards and the most horrendous were sexual assaults committed by crew against children. Oh, my God, that's awful. It is unthinkable, but what really sucks is because the companies don't, the different cruise lines don't communicate with each other. Like someone can get fired on one cruise line and then they just go work for another. Mm -hmm. The good news is that since those hearings, there have been safety regulations added to the cruise lines every year since then. Um, You can go on the Department of Transportation website and see how many incidents each cruise line has had in any given year, everything from, you know, robbery to, you know, missing to sexual assault, like whatever. So, I mean, it, it's the numbers are not high, but still, you know, shit happens. Right. So, I mean, I would be real mindful if you're planning on setting sail. Okay. So back to Jennifer and her shady backdoor settlement. So she had a basically just a verbal agreement with the Smiths to file this wrongful death lawsuit with them. And this was really important to them because the cruise line was still not turning over any information that they had requested. And they really wanted those four men to be deposed. But what happened was without breaking it to them personally, Jennifer settled for $1.1 million with the cruise line and just left the Smiths hanging. Now, in fairness to her, I I think that I would want answers more than cash. But, you know, Jennifer was getting ridiculed, like in the headlines, like she had been living under like such a cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think she just wanted to move on. So, I mean, I don't totally fault her for that. I think she should have told the Smiths personally that she just, she wanted to settle. She said she couldn't go back to teaching, which I can understand that too after all this. So she actually got a job working for Michael J. Fox's foundation, you know, for Parkinson's disease. Yeah. I just love him. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not mad at that, right? Yeah, I'm not mad at that either. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Smith family was having none of it. They went off about Jennifer and told the public she entered into secret negotiations and deceived them. And the belief, they believed that she had done so because she has something to hide. They also said, like, we just wonder what George would think of her now and her payout. 
you know, it's harsh, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Jennifer defended herself in a statement saying that she had fully cooperated with the FBI in the investigation and passed a polygraph. The Smiths filed their own lawsuit against Royal Caribbean and they appealed Jennifer's settlement from them in probate court. They actually sold their summer home where George and Jennifer had gotten married to pay for all their legal fees. Is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. They faced off with Jennifer in probate court and they lost. Her settlement was upheld. The civil case was dismissed initially. Then they appealed that. And then they finally settled in 2009. At the time they settled, Jennifer had remarried. So part of their settlement agreement was that the cruise line would release information to them, like the key card records for everyone, you know, all the people involved coming mm-hmm. and going. The contents of Georgia's safe. They never knew what, w- you know, what was left in there. Um, the video surveillance. After they settled, they got the they got one point three million, which at that point did not even it like made a dent in the legal fees they'd already like accrued. But they and got more. They than are she did. still and they're still waiting on some of the records that they were promised. They're the, never getting it. Yeah. Okay. Before they settled, they were able to depose the four men. Three out of the four of them took the fifth. The one man who answered questions in his deposition is named Gregory Rosenberg. He gave his deposition from prison where he was for drug trafficking. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, we dropped off George. You know, I don't have the heart to kill him. And he said that they were in the cabin eating tuna fish sandwiches from room service, which I mean, I find kind of sus. I've never wanted tuna when I had the late night munchies. Like I want a hamburger, (laughs) right? You are not ordering tuna sandwich. You, you ordered those fucking tuna sandwiches earlier in the day. And that's what you were eating. I like a good tuna, but late night. No, no. Okay. But whatever. I mean, the tuna They had that picture of the tuna sandwiches for like alibi purposes only that they had left over in their room. For some reason, the date was wrong on the camera. Yeah. I mean, that's very possible. Come on. They're they're savvy individuals. They're drug drug traffickers. They know how to pull shit. Well, it's possible. Okay. Aside from the tuna or been up to lately. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So aside from the tuna thing, he still sounded like a liar, even if he hadn't said they were, even if he had said a proper answer, like mozzarella sticks. Okay. (laughs) Like that's what I would be ordering. Totally. Right. (laughs) Burgers, fries, mozzarella sticks, fried pickles. Thanks. Yes. So in 2020, he was free. Okay. No longer in prison for drug trafficking and was murdered outside of his (gasps) home in Florida. So sadly, there's no chance that he'll be doing any more talking. Well, he's meeting his maker and maybe he's talking to, to him. him. Yeah, hopefully. So George's case was whatever an ongoing investigation with the FBI until 2015. And then they said the case is closed until new evidence is introduced. 
And the Smiths are still very much pushing forward with the evidence. They want the evidence. Yes. So they have made public on their Facebook page everything they were able to receive from the cruise line after they settled and the tips that they have received as well. They had a website. According to their Justice for George Smith Facebook page, there are leads that they feel should be pursued, like they have received various tips that George won a lot of money in the casino that would account for, you know, why he was talking about having so much cash. They have a problem with this because Jennifer says that they only ever won around $800. So they're like, why are all these people saying he won big? Well, $800 is a lot. And maybe somebody thinks it's more. But he's saying he's thousands. Like, oh, I got all this money. And yes. All this money. Maybe he's one of a he's a big talker. You know, there's all those people that like act like he's they have not so thinking much, clearly. He's drinking. Yeah. I mean, there it's it's possible that there's something suspicious, but it's also possible. I wouldn't go off that one thing. And, you know, right. OK, based on some of their posts, it seems like they have a real problem with Jennifer saying pills and alcohol could have been a contributing factor, which is also like it probably was. Yeah. Right. Um, by the way, they didn't know that George took any prescriptions until he died. So I just think it's not Jennifer's fault that she was truthful about that. You know, Yeah. I don't take that as victim, you know, shaming. I mean, he took prescriptions right? You know, I'm not blaming him for taking prescriptions and the way, drinking like alcohol. Buying them, not, no. And he had the, the exact, they, what was left was the exact amount that he should have had left, yeah. you know? Right. I don't think you can fault her for making the point that he was mixing pills with alcohol. You know, I love pills and alcohol, but but I definitely am more likely to be involved in an accident when I'm mixing them. I just, yeah, it's just being, sure. I'm just saying like, I, it's just, I'm just being honest. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so the Smith family put, they put everything on their Facebook page I'm they are not holding back. Okay. One theory that they posted is based on a tip they received in 2019 that Jennifer was having sex with multiple crew members that night and they videoed it and blackmailed her and then went back to the room and George refused to give them the money. And that's why he was killed. To support this, they post a letter from Jennifer's attorney to Roy, to the cruise line, asking if they have posi- possession of a video of Jennifer having sex with men that are not her husband. George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and? mean, I feel for... It's just asking. We- All they have is a letter asking for that. And they got this tip in 2019. I mean, this happened in mm-hmm. 2005. I feel okay. for them, but I don't like that they are trying so hard to humiliate her. I mean, I don't think that is enough yeah. foundation to put something publicly like that out there. Let me ask you, when did her attorney send that? Was that in 2005? It might. It, I think it was between 2005, 2007. It's an odd thing to send. No. It is an odd thing to send. Yeah. But I think that they, it also doesn't, it's not concrete enough of a theory, even with the letter in my eyes to put it out there. I think it teeters on more of the side of just vengeful 
than the pursuit of justice. Yeah. So I would probably just keep that, you know, to my to myself. Okay. So at the same time, I do get why they don't like her that much. You know, she's not like super likable. And she because she just comes off like so cold. And she says shallow shit. Like when she was testifying at the congressional hearings and she was explaining her whole ordeal, she says, like, and I had to wear clothes with the cruise company logo on them. How humiliating. I mean, like, why is this something you were remotely concerned about? Yeah. Like your husband's missing. I mean, put me in a paint suit or like whatever. I, you like, who Who cares? And it was, they brought you clothes. Girlfriend, you were the one who showed up in your last night's, you know, little dress, right? So, I mean, that's kind of annoying. At the same time, I do think the Smith family is admirable in other ways. They don't just advocate for George. They speak out and help other families of cruise line crimes. So, I mean, that's nice. Like more, that's more than nice, actually. Um, The three men that are still living that were part of the, you know, four that were suspected for so long for being involved in George's death are all living pretty normal lives. One is a lawyer. The last update I could find on Jennifer is she had two children and is living with her husband and children in New York City. The Smith family still owns the liquor store. And also one of my resources was the book Man Overboard by Jennifer Lowndes. It was very insightful, but I only recommend it if you never plan on cruising. Um, Lastly, I just wanted to say that, I mean, the real tragedy of this whole case is that George lost his life. In every interview about him, he sounds like he was, he was a good one. Amazing. Yeah. He was just a really good, nice guy. And I'm sure that he is still deeply missed. That is so sad, dude. Yeah. It was these guys. Yeah. I I mean, it, it was definitely foul play was involved for sure. Let's just hope it was the one that got murdered. And then we're like, okay, karma's a bitch. Right. And I do, you know, I mean, I really respect and am thankful because even if I don't go on big cruises, you do, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) that you do have to report. I want these big, you know, I want them to be held accountable and have to report to U.S. authorities and all of that. I mean, we're all a lot safer. I I do think it's really great. But I also just think I, 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 she's 24 I'm glad she got to move on with her life. I don't think she's a horrible person. And let's just float that theory that even if she was, did have sex with some other people, she didn't want George killed. How horrible that she has to live with all of that. You know, I mean, I just don't, and I don't think it's true either, but um, I just think it's really sad that everyone is left so empty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing all of that to our attention and making us very scared to cruise ever again. (laughs) Um, I appreciate it. (laughs) I did look at your hair. Did you tell your girl not to use the Olaplex on it this time? 
She didn't. She doesn't use Olaplex on my hair, but she told me Olaplex is okay. Eh, she's wrong. <laughs> she told I'm me not. Saying. She told me not to flat iron it anymore. She always tells me that. And yeah, how often do you flat iron it? I don't know. Every couple days. Oh my god, you do, dude. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what's breaking your hair. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know you did that. You cannot be flat ironing your hair, or I have to like curl it. Right now, it's no, just straight. Neither, neither. You only do that on special occasions. That's it. Or get the like curlers that you don't have to worry about with heat. You know, heatless curlers that you sleep in overnight, something like that. Um, I did bring up that I am chairing an auction and somebody asked us on our Spotify where they can reach out if they have something to donate to my silent auction. Oh yeah. And so you can email me at housewives of true crime at gmail.com. If you want to donate something to the national charity league auction for next year, that'd be amazing. Um, and also thank you all for giving us reviews. I saw a bench come through. Thank you. Thank you. And what else scratch? If you haven't checked us out on housewives, of true crime group on Facebook, you can get involved. And, uh, I think that's it. TikTok, Instagram, all the jam. Uh, and until Thursday, um, we'll be back with our bonus episodes so check us out there you can go to the clink clink club on apple or patreon.com forward slash housewives of true friend thanks for listening guys clink 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 clink